Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head turning handbag, a watch that says it all. Jewelry that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. eBay gets it, so look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love, and be confident that every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Hey, Renee Stubbs, Tennis Podcast listeners. This is our second of two interviews coming to you live directly from the racket BNP Paribas Aces for Trees tent during the incredible Indian Wells tournament known as the Fifth Slam, for good reason. I had a chance to sit down before Renee got to the desert with a fellow Aussie, a fellow double specialist, and the other half of the Woodies. Keen listeners might remember we interviewed Todd Woodbridge in one of the early seasons of the show, and now we complete the collection with Mark Woodford, who, in his own right, was one of the greatest doubles players of all time, won every single Grand Slam there is, has a gold medal, has a silver medal. We talk about all of it, including his daughter bringing his gold medal to school, which was awesome. He also lives out there in the desert, so it was really wonderful to get to talk to him and get some local perspective about what it's like to live near this incredible tournament and have access to it year-round. I hope you enjoy, uh, and our next episode will be with Renee's return. Thanks for listening, and enjoy. Welcome to the podcast. It's so nice to have you on. (laughs) We're going to edit. We're going to edit out most of that stuff. Um, No, but it's truly a joy because now I have completed the Woody's collection. It is so nice to have you. Thank you for joining us. Thank you. I I appreciate being, having the invitation. And I mean, it literally is uh, tennis in paradise. And I had to tear myself away from watching Jordan Thompson. I'm going to keep this really brief so we can get back in there and watch Jordan Thompson, Uh, your fellow Aussie, against Stefano Sissibas. That's a match. It's a it, it's great to see him, you know, get out there against a, a, a marquee name, yep. Pass, and and give it a shake. I mean, yeah. you know, f- I've known Jordan since um, he was 16 years of age. I actually was the Junior Davis Cup was, captain for Australia. I'm going to ask you all about that, actually, oh, because, Tom, yes. Tomo was a part Tomo, of that right. team and, and uh, just a, a, a neat kid. I mean, yeah. you know, look, generally teenagers, they're very impressionable. They're, you know, a sponge for information and... Just it was it was a good um, experience for me, and I knew his dad. Uh, we played uh, with around. Oh, the really? Same I age. didn't know his yeah. dad was a player. His dad used to play, yeah. um, and and kind of at the same time when we were going through the early part of your journey, when you're just like traveling in Europe, and yeah. you're you, you know it's your it, first time, and your first is, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, you were. Uh, um, 
you, you, you tried to all travel together because, <laughs> yeah. you, you know, you'd save a few bucks right. along the, the way. Right, the breakfast buffet, you load up so that you don't spend more money Go to at the lunch. Italian restaurants yeah. and wait for the families to leave their food. When they left, you went over. And <laughs> wow, that's a scavenger level so that I didn't realize, but that, it's good to know that that that's, was, it. That was what it was. Welcome to, yeah, yeah. <laughs> to my world. Sure. But, uh, but yeah, his dad. Um, so, you, you know, you can look back with some fondness. But, of course, fondness, seeing that his son is playing yeah. and, um, and he's just started to work with Marinko Matosovic, yeah. who I had worked with for a, a number of years. And that's and, amazing. Um, so I, I've, um, you know, I, I do take joy. I, I yeah. like to see Marinko do well on the coaching side. He wasn't always the easiest of people to coach when he was a huh, player. Interesting. Um, and, and to see him working with uh, Chris O'Connell and, and Jordan Thompson now and, and uh you know, like I think he's going to have a, a real positive impact in, on, on those guys. He has on Chris O'Connell already. He's just started with Jordan Thompson. And, and I think, you know, the way he blitzed uh, uh, Monfils the other night. Yeah. And, and now this Impressive. one's giving a good shake. So you have won every title there is to win that really matters in sport. You've got 12 Grand Slams. You won the yep. Tour Finals two times. Yes. You have a world number one next to your name. You also have a gold medal, which to me is one of the coolest things you could possibly right. have. I mean, that that is such a cool yeah. thing. Yeah, We're yeah. just curious, where do you keep your gold medal? <laughs> it actually was out today. Out really? Of, out of the box. You're uh, like, oh, I couldn't possibly prepare it. Oh, it's in my <laughs> pocket. I just happen to carry it around in case anybody needs me to wear it. I almost, I almost had it here today. Um, <laughs> I, I was this morning was doing uh, an, an appearance. I do some some work with the Harper for Kids. Um, Amazing. So yeah. Peanut Louie Harper and her husband Tim, um, they have this um, uh, a charity that they work f- with. It's called based on John Wooden's Pyramid of Success. Yeah. She's written a book, and so it's just these attributes that um, that John Wooden, I guess, you know carved his career out of and probably lived by right exactly um and it it, and i think it is very relevant for tennis players but also for i think for just kids in general and human beings yeah human beings that's it (laughs) right i have a copy of it uh on my desk still yeah i've I've, um enlarged a a frame for my daughters to have in their uh playroom in our in our house um but it's just something that i you know, I do look at, and this morning I just happened to be, we, we were doing an, a, an appearance at one of the elementary schools nearby. Cool. That's so cool. And part of it is taking my gold medal and the silver medal. You forgot the silver medal. I mean, yes. I, sorry. <laughs> you won a gold medal in 1986 at Atlanta, and then yeah. you won a silver medal. And a silver medal. For, unfortunately, home. that was the last match for the for the Woodies, actually, that the silver medal. That's but a great way to end. You, it, it was, you, you already had a gold anyway. You need something else to complement it, w- w- yeah. don't you think? It would have been nice to have, if we could have got the trio as well with a, <laughs> sure. with a bronze. But yeah. Um, yeah, we only played two Olympics. But I, I, So part of that is taking those medals. And we talk about success. Yeah. What is success? And, and it's, it's, it changes. It changes sure. changes for me now. Right. Um, uh, but as a yeah, as is it a athlete, feeling? Is it a trophy? Is it a right. I mean, relationship? For these kids, we were we were saying, and, and these are you know seven, eight year olds, yeah. um, uh, at, at their school, and saying you know success for you is turning up every day. Yep, right. success is you know walking home with a smile on your yeah, face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe your parents might think success is when you come home and you give them a hug. Right. I know that I feel 
amazing as a as a dad yeah. when when my daughters come in the door and say hi dad yeah. just hearing dad to me that's success <laughs> when my son can have a conversation with another adult without me moderating it i think to myself okay that's it. i've done something that yeah. is good he can be out in the world a little yeah. bit so i know what you mean and there's something about a gold medal that is a little bit tangible and right it, as even, a as a marker of success kids at yeah. that age is um, everybody i mean they, they have to their eyes have to go wide right yeah and and uh, that Atlanta and I, Olympics was a special special I love one. It. Yeah. I, I, I love um, and I know even at the time uh, when when we won the gold medal um, and and traveling with it to a, the next tournament, going through security, leaving Atlanta <laughs> even, yeah. bypassed many security guards cool. by just it was almost like you could yeah, mesmerize them. You could them. just take that any time and got through. I would wear it all the time if I were you. <laughs> well, I have told the story. My daughter did. Uh, um, over here that they went to school locally and uh, they had a, a paper bag that they had to have three um, it was three personal effects that um, related to your your family yeah and and so my wife is part Italian uh-huh. her mother is Italian and um, so there was something from her from her grandmother and my wife gave her um, I think it was a birth certificate because um, she was also born in Ethiopia Wow um, cool. And so my daughter came into the office. Um, oh, right, because Eritrea was part of Italy at the time, yeah, right? Of course, right. pre-colonially. Um, and and so she said, "Dad, I I need to take. I'd like to take a trophy of yours to say that show that you're a tennis player." Sure. I said, "Okay." Um, in, in my office on on a bookcase there. Well, you're like, well, I've trophies. won every Grand Slam there is, so why don't you just take your pick? <laughs> well, I mean, she, I'll brag for you because I can tell she, you're not going to do it for yourself. She went straight to the gold the medal, gold medal yeah. and she said, "Can I take this?" And yeah. and of course, that the Atlanta one is in a box. Yep. Uh, and uh, um, I, I said, well, the box is not going to fit in the paper bag. Let's the brown just take paper it out. <laughs> so she said, well, I can just, and she lifted it up and just placed it in there. And I, and I kind of smiled to myself and thinking, I wonder what the effect is going to be yeah. with the kids and the teachers as she says, you, you know, and by the way, my dad won this yeah. and kind of like, we got a call from the school, from the <laughs> principal, <laughs> like at 11 a.m. saying, um, Mr. and Mrs. Woodford, um, your, your daughter, a lovely presentation, but she brought something that we think is of too great a value to be here at the school. <laughs> We're nervous. Could you, could you come and clean, <laughs> yeah, please? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're like, we cannot lose this on our property so, for insurance purposes. Um, it was, uh, <laughs> That's amazing. Uh, it, it was quite funny. But, but to, you know, to see even some of the, the, the teachers um, uh, at the school today, and, and I've been doing this for, for years, they, they hold it like it is... It is so special. That yeah, they, it's like the treasure in Indiana Jones. They, There's something really special about that. It, it, it is. And I think at the time, I didn't, I didn't really – I mean, going through the throes of, of you know, match by match, you're, you're marching towards well, – uh, the draw is smaller. Not everybody's there. It was only it. the third time that, that tennis back, was in the Olympics into, back yes, the since Olympiads. 88 in Seoul yeah. and 92 in Barcelona. So it was really not – it's not always the biggest deal to tennis players, but it's the biggest deal to me because I love the Olympics so much yeah. and I love the fact that tennis is this global sport that participates in this thing. So glad, that's why I asked you about to, it. Glad to hear it. It and means for something, me, yeah. To me, I, I grew up watching all of the Olympics. Yeah. I had the, those books that they would produce cool. at, the, at the end. And, you know, in Australia growing up, we have the Commonwealth Games. Right, so of course. So every, every second year outside of the, the four-year cycle, so I had – you know, the Olympic Games, and <laughs> yeah. then two years later, the Commonwealth right, Games, right. which Australia did even better at yeah. because there are less countries. And well, also, you beat the crap out of Canadians like me just on the regular. <laughs> we, don't, we weren't so. very sportingly <laughs> representative um, at the time. Now right. we're a little better, but yes, at the time, yeah. not so much. Yeah. But it, it uh, was a, a major part and uh, for, for us to to win, and I, I, I 
like I said this morning uh, in front of the school, that probably uh, as they had a photo up on the um, the screen, that um, probably the most difficult part of that day was for Todd and I not getting uh, ahead of ourselves. We were we'd, we'd beaten the uh, our uh, long time uh, opponents. The toughest opponents for us were the Dutch pair, mm-hmm. Jaco Elting and Paul yeah. Harhouse. We'd beaten them in the semi-finals yeah. in the in the uh, um, uh, silver medal um, right. match. Um, and we had to play against a British pair, Tim Henman and yeah. Neil Broad. So we really did start the favourites. And all of a sudden, the Australian athletes. So any, yeah. I'm sure it happens in yeah, Canada, yeah, yeah, any course. country. People, that when there's a gold medal match. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they all of a sudden, you're looking out and the crowd is yellow and green. And right. all of a sudden, this means a lot to everybody. And hearing, hearing, you know, Aussie, 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 yeah, oi, yeah, oi, yeah. oi. You're seeing these great athletes that you've seen around the village. And here they are. Cool. Um, they're supporting you, and we were on the same floor as the basketball team, who <laughs> the Boomers, who were yeah. were having a pretty good uh, run at, at the games themselves. But I remember these, that these yeah. giants are standing there. Just so we felt ever so powerful because we sure. had these giants, yeah. uh, you know, supporting us as well. But to actually remember the anthem, That's... that was what we were conscious of. Wow, that. Um, Getting up onto the dais, I couldn't. I couldn't wait to. You know, you get the tracksuit on and, and yeah. the, the country colours. Um, and you see the dais being taken out. You know that you, you know the anthem's going to be played and the flag's going to go up. And, and I'm, you know, practically saying to Todd, "How do we remember the anthem?" You know, whilst we're kind of in tears, breaking yeah. down, because I just knew it was this was going to be emotional of for course, both of us. You know and, that, yeah. Um, so we had an agreement that uh, I had remembered the first verse. <laughs> Todd knew the second verse. That's, so good, that's planning if, ahead. Um, and, and there's our teamwork. That that's really is say, the epitome of right. the Woody's was the, the, the teamwork. You and had each uh, other's backs. Had each other's back and singing not so gracefully. I just wanted to belt it out, see our flag sure. fly, uh, you know, kind of arm around, uh, you know, my, my best buddy and, and uh, just a huge achievement. And to see the, the other Australians singing along with us yeah that's um, so cool uh, and, and then just c- trying to mouth it for the second verse it's Todd took over <laughs> well you've left me about four possible follow-up questions because I want to ask you about a number of different things uh let's start with Australia Australian tennis mm. we had a great showing from Demonar this past two weeks yeah. you've coached junior Davis Cup you've coached Davis Cup you've coached Fed Cup mm-hmm. now that you've transitioned fully into coaching being a commentator, where is your head in terms of the Australian wave that's happening? It's so exciting to watch. I know Renee won't shut up about it on the podcast, and she murdered me if, if I did not mention it to you. So from where you sit, what's yeah. it's a breadth of talent. We were just talking about Jordan Thompson. You know, obviously Nick and Tanasi won the Australian Open last year. Just, I mean, it's a really, a really this year, uh, out of the blue. rinky and, and uh, Jason Kubler. Jason Kubler. What yeah. a, it's a really deep, deep field, especially in the men's after seeing, you know, Ash Barty it's, it's kind of really final, dominate. Finally, yeah. you, you know, it's, and it's, I think as, as, uh, as any Australian that has has played in the last couple of decades, I mean, you you um, you, you want to see that ongoing success, and I think you know I was a part of it, along with Todd um, in a very successful era with Pat Rafter, Mark Philippoussis. Of course, um, we had John Newcomb, Tony Roach as our um, yeah, they were your coach. generational mentors, right? Yeah, um, there were, and I don't want to say fringe as in that they weren't up to our standard, but they were a part of the Davis Cup squad. So San and Stolly, uh, yeah. Jason Stoltenberg, um, Wally Masur was hanging on there. He was a little older than the rest of us. and um, But it was such a, a, a fantastic era to be a part of. 
course, Leighton Hewitt was fast yeah. coming up. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but he was well. young. He was the new. He, he was around the corner. Yeah. It wasn't yet um, his and, time. And played a little different from the way that generally we played as Australians. Yeah. And then we, we went through a period, as you, as you said, I, I entered into some of the coaching arena. I first started out with uh, the, the Fed Cup, um, which was the Fed Cup um, competition, now the Billie Jean King Cup competition. Thank you for correcting me. <laughs> no, no, probably, perhaps. Probably... Um, Look, I, I had to be introduced at some stage. Whether you know, I felt like I could, I could do a good job coaching. I wasn't as confident. I think I was more assured of myself with being on the tennis court. Sure. But I had years under my belt. I mean, I was going in fresh as a as a tennis coach. But um, you know, I had the luxury of working with Yvonne Gulagong Corley, <laughs> one of my idols. Amazing. Um, and the girls on the team, one of their idols as well. Um, I wish I had lasted a little longer. Um, I, I would have liked it. It was. I, I kind of, I think when you're you're trying to, to be a leader um, and and a guide, um, you, you know, you're having to deal with all these personalities as well. And tennis players don't naturally convene around a team interest. And so that's why I asked you about it, just yeah. because you're so famously cohesive with Todd as a team. Yep. And then the, the Fed and Davis Cup squads, BJK Cup squads, are yep. it's a very different animal. And, and in our Davis Cup team, we were cohesive. We had our we had our moments, sure. um, like any team does. I'm not not here to say that we never. None of us had an. <laughs> I wouldn't believe you if right? you did. Yeah. Of course. Um, so, um, but I think look overall, we worked well together. Yeah. It was a team effort. That's awesome. So I was uh, when I went in as as the coach of the the Fed Cup team at the time. Um, it, it was just really different and, and having to actually, oh my goodness, I, I do have to pay attention to, you know, how this person is waking up and what their needs right. are. And as what's far as the chemistry the today between these two and yeah. maybe they're not gelling yeah. or something. Yeah, you really so have to be so much more externally focused, right? Had to be an open book, had uh-huh. to be able to accept that everyone is a little different. Um, and uh, But at the same time, still hold everyone to a standard right i mean to, to pride yourself as representing australia and uh um that you know we could actually go deep in the competition um it, it was an experience it's an experience that i needed that, yeah. I, that i think i i look back on and and even though i would have liked to have stayed a little longer um involved in it it was um it was it was just a part of that that pathway Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I have to 
job in tennis. Maybe that's just me from where I sit, which is kind of pan not having been in it, but but the Davis Cup itself, obviously, and I want to focus specifically on the Davis Cup just because you've played on it and also coached it. It's sort of in the wilderness at the moment, let's be honest. Like it's a yep. it's in a tough spot. And it is. and I think not both, both the team competitions you, you know have been such a uh, a massive um, part of of anyone's career but i think it's it's lost a little bit of its luster its yeah. position but i also think that's the success of the tours that have overtaken um you know the slams have have increased yeah. um and they're always going to be the you, you know the exception what everyone's striving for right. but the wta tour the atp tour the rich riches yeah. that are available there the financial um bounty that is is on offer has increased from boy, uh, 20, 30 years ago. And and so some players find it more important to establish their career as opposed to playing for their country. Yeah, I get the tension. And I think, you know, it's unfortunate just because I know Australia has such a strong sporting... We're a little... We're a little you yeah, guys are really a so different... oriented Completely. And I yeah. think there's something special. Every Australian I've met who's an athlete, there's something more connected yep. about the way that your sports culture yeah. gets into your blood to me that is so so evident and obvious but i also think you're right i think it's the success of the slams that has sort of dwarfed it but i wanted to ask you a specific question because yep. here we sure. are in tennis paradise we're in very uh, we're at the bnp party about open it's arguably the nicest tournament certainly in america arguably maybe okay. on the t one of the things that i love about coming here every year is the doubles watching yeah. the incredible double specialists. Mm -hmm. We just mentioned, you know, Jason Kubler and Rinky Hijikata who won the Australian Open this year. Mm -hmm. They play against people who are maybe not double specialists in a way that is so dynamic and exciting. Yeah. And I want to sort of ask you why you think that is here. I mean, other than, you know, Larry Ellison cutting them a giant check to as an appearance fee, which I actually don't <laughs> think he's doing. Like, so why do not, they all play yeah, here? Not, just not an appearance fee. I, I think, um, you know, here, historically it, it, it has been, um, probably the strongest doubles tournament throughout the year, um, more so than the slams, which is a different dynamic. And, you know, talk about that at some stage as well. The, the slams really should be the pinnacle it should of be. our sport. Yes. But it's not all, It's not the, quite the case the same, uh, right now because we're not having the marquee singles players play doubles, play doubles because they're worried about the effects right. if it's a best of five sets uh, yep. doubles like they do at Wimbledon, even though they've reduced yeah, it Yeah, might now. hurt their chances in the singles draw, for their sure. their chances. And I think we... I feel disappointed by that. Um, <clears throat> again, in Australia, we're brought up, you're a tennis player. You play singles, doubles, and mixed. The um, best record in my mind in tennis is Martina Navratilova's overall titles because they are comprised of three yeah. exceptional records in mixed, yes. doubles, and singles. Probably to me, the greatest she's, ever player in all three. You could make the case yeah. that, and you can make all sorts of cases about tennis, which is why sure. it's fun to have that conversation sometimes. Sure. Like, who's the best on clay? And who's uh -huh. But to me, the fact that she excelled at all three disciplines is a complete tennis player. That's what I would aspire it's, to be. It's a, as, as we say in, in uh, cricket, it's a, you, you know, you, you, you doff your hat. You, a, you gotta, that's, I mean, it's, it's a staggering achievement. Yeah. And I wish we had more importance on this, this idea. Tennis is the only sport where men and women are on the same field of play. Yeah. And we only really get to see it on a rare occasion. Yeah. At the at the well at the, the four slams we have the, the mixed doubles we used to have it um, in the early stages of my career Kibis game when it was yep. played in there they used to have a mixed doubles event yeah and and it was just it was an unusual time of the year to, to, to have one um, but uh, uh, 
they elected to, I guess, drop it out. But, you know, the success of the Eisenhower Cup here. Yeah, that was um, nice to see. This year. Really nice to see. I I think, I hope that has legs. Also, Um, I like the fact that it's, uh, you know, a lot of times you'll see players play mixed in the Olympics or in some of the international competitions wearing the flag. It was really cool to see them from different nations, right? This year, uh, Arena Sabalenka, who's playing right now, Uh won it with Taylor Fritz. That's a cool, you know, that's a cool dynamic combo. It is. It is. is. And uh, and so I think it is a... um, Look, a reflection of players love coming here to the desert. I yeah. think they, uh, this really is the, the, the start of the season. It feels that way. Season. Yes. The, most of the players after being in Australia, they're, they're traveling. Some go through the Middle East. Uh, some are back in Europe playing really cold climates yeah. indoors. Or indoors. I think this or... is really like the welcome to outdoors and, and the summer season is about to begin. From here, they move to Miami. And then, really, they are playing outdoors. Yeah, so they move and it's on to outdoors, play. really, yeah. So I think players are really looking for matches still. Mm-hmm. Um, that This is a 10-day event. Next week is a 10-day event as well. So, you know, if you do happen to lose early in singles, it's a bit of a wait until you actually play your next match. Right. If, if you're yeah. just playing Renee singles. Renee made the same point. I said this is yeah. why maybe they're incentivized to so play. They, they, it also um, seems fun. Up. Well, I think... Generally, the atmosphere here is one of it's it's relaxed. I, yeah. I don't want to say that it's it's fun party time, um, but it it is a very relaxed um, environment here, yeah. atmosphere in, in the desert. And uh, generally, we have great weather. Um, and I think the longer the players, they know they're going to be well looked after right. with Larry, right? You, you know, overseeing the tournament. Yep. So why race off and head to Miami? Because if they're anticipating doing well. They're going to be there for almost 10 days anyway. So, you know, sometimes being at a tournament site for longer than, say, 10 days, you know, you're pushing it if you're at a Grand Slam to be there for the full 14 days. Um, Why not stay here and, and enjoy it? May as well play doubles and and keep my hospitality going and uh, for sure and and have crowds who are appreciating watching you play in all lines. The, the, here, the longest cues I've ever seen yeah. at a match here. I've only been coming here maybe seven years. The longest cues I've ever seen were they put Arena Sabalenka, Victoria Azarenka playing against Sloane Stevens and Eugenie Bouchard on well, a court four, that was too four, small four, four for them. Four decent names too. Four decent names. Yeah. Four personalities. Their lines were super long. It was right before Sabalenka kind of was a known known, and you'd yeah. only really know who she was if you watched her play yeah. Fed Cup, sorry BJK Cup, and yep. get Belarus to the finals against yep. us uh, against the U.S. And the lines were out, and they put them on too small a court because they didn't even appreciate how much people here appreciate doubles. And I feel like one thing that's so amazing about tennis is you play doubles for your whole life, and yeah. I would love so much for the sport to be embracing of all of its forms more, more so, in a little I, bit more of a marketing sort of sense, yeah. which you, you see here. It, it, um, they, they, they do a pretty good job and, and, uh, of, of, I think, welcoming and, and enticing and embracing the guys that do. Yeah. Um, there, there are some big names that are, that are in the doubles. Yeah. Uh, and look, you could, you know, Rafa Nadal, I know that he's a, a big friend, a close friend of Larry Ellison and, um, you know, I mean, I'm not shy in, in saying that he quite possibly could be the best doubles player um, when he's out there playing. It Coming from be, you, that is a that is a meaningful statement. He, uh, I would not want to be on his section of the draw. <laughs> right. um, uh, but he plays here. Yeah. Um, I, you know, he is a, a heck of a player. Full stop. I just wish that he'd play more doubles. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, year round, but. 
Um, yeah, look, it's a, it, it is a marquee event here. And I, I think back, you know, Todd and I, we only were victorious here once. Um, and that was on the old site. Yeah. I think it was a um, kind of a tough conditions for us as well. I'm not saying, I mean, I lived here it's and, and, and practice yeah. here. But it's not that we weren't through lack of trying. I mean, we were competitive here. But it, it just seemed we, we started to hit form once we got to Key Biscayne. Yeah. Our win rate at Key Biscayne was, um, <laughs> was quite phenomenal. Yeah, I but mean, sometimes as a player, you feel like the, just more, it just, more, you click. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and I don't know whether, I mean, look, I was never shy about playing in front of friends and family. I mean, I, I think, you know, looking back my record playing at home in Australia, I won two singles titles in Adelaide and yeah. um, a, a, a few I'm, other events a, a along the way. A handful of others. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I wasn't one that got nervous right. playing in front of, but he, and and here I I don't think I got you know nervous, but obviously you know just didn't have the same success on the doubles court at least here at this tournament, which is I would have loved to have um, won a few. Well, more. it's amazing because you live here, so you chose to live here and not yes. keep a skin. right? And so what is it like living here, and what made you <laughs> sort of commit? I mean, you're raising your family here. Like, what mm-hmm. what is it about this place that feels so magical for you? I mean, it's magical, so I, I right. get it. The light, the well, energy when, of the when mountains. I, when it's I beautiful. started to um, have some success and and uh, time off was was a commodity and a commodity that I needed to be able to maximize. Um, to to fly back to Australia if you had two weeks off, forget it. Catches up when you're young, you, you know, green rookie. Make those mistakes <laughs> as you get a little yeah. older, um, and you have good people around yeah, you. Yeah, four days of travel out of fourteen yeah, is a just, lot. Uh, maybe it's going to build up if you yeah. do it a few times. So really hard on your body. Um, so I, that was my uh, a, a goal. Really yeah. was so that I. It's not that I didn't want to go back to Australia, but I wanted to conserve, play the whole year um, uh, without being too fatigued. So I uh, came here. Um, I, I looked at Florida first. You know, as we're talking live, I mean, red hair, freckles, fair skin. <laughs> you know, me and the sun and, and humidity just do not That's go not well. I wilted <laughs> in those conditions. But dry heat where I'm from in Adelaide, yeah, I'm it's fine. very similar, and, right? And yeah. it, uh, so after having a look at um, Orlando, having a look at, around Miami, different parts of Florida, I was thinking, wow, I just don't think that's for me. Yeah. Next stop was coming here to play the tournament. Great. From the Why moment not? that I arrived and I saw the mountains, snow-capped, as cl- I mean, you really do feel like you can just reach out yeah. and touch them. I was really starting to get a, um, into golf. Um, Todd loved his golf. Our coach at the time loved his golf as well. That wasn't Ray um, Ruffles, was it? Ray Ruffles. Yeah. There you go. Um, and, and all I saw was this oasis of golf courses. It's pretty um, magical out here. What, what got me over the line, though, was Rod Laver. Um, oh. He was a member of Mission Hills where I've um, I've had a maintained a home there for uh, the length of time I, I, when I first purchased a, a property here. He worked out of there and I'm thinking, well, Rocket. Rocket Rod Laver has got pretty, yeah. Red hair freckles left-handed. Uh, if it's working for him, <laughs> it can work for Mark Woodford. Besides the fact that Mission Hills, they, it was home to Martina Navratilova, yeah. Chris Everett Lloyd, Michael Chang, Pete Sampras, so you got some built-in check, practice buddies. Yeah. You got to check a few boxes, a few nods, um, familiar nods at the bar, yeah. at the country club. Yeah, it's not bad. So, not uh, a bad com- company close, to keep. Close to LA. Yeah, a lot closer to, to LA than where Florida was. Well, also, so that when I was LA means home. means close to to Australia. I mean, yeah, that's a lot about closer. as yeah. I didn't want to. I didn't want to have to travel the thirty the, the 
it wasn't exciting to travel 13 hours to get to LA or to San Francisco and then travel another five over to Florida. Yeah. I, you know, I just get into LA, hire a car, drive out. Here you are. Um, and I, I was home. So, uh, yeah, I, I just, I loved the conditions. Um, I wasn't, I wasn't wilting in, in the, the hot. <laughs> you don't seem to be wilting. You seem to be thriving. No, no. Yeah. Uh, um, and, and look, eventually, you know, met my wife. And uh, um, when I decided to, you know, call it a day, um, you know, we had probably the choices of, um, you know, whether to, to make the base here. Um, Australia was an option. I, I did have a base in Europe at the time. Um, and, you know, her family was, was uh, around here as well. And so Amazing. we elected yeah. to, I mean, and I haven't lived, I've never felt like I've lived anywhere full time since I was 17. Sure. I mean, that is the life of a touring professional. Right. Um, uh, I, it's year round. Um, I didn't take a whole lot of time off. Again, when I had a place in Europe, a place here, a place in Australia, if I had three or four weeks off, I would travel back home. But, um, you know, I had my hat laying here as well as Europe at, my wife, in the end, said, "You know, if you're giving me the choice, then I would love to, yeah. you know, be able to raise our kids here." And uh, um, and and I love the desert. And it's look, I mean, I go back to Australia every year. Um, sure, of course. And um, but but this is this is our home. Yeah. Well, I have one more question that I'm going to let you go because I know you want to see what ended up happening with that uh, Tomo Titipas match. Yeah. Um, we are here. Racket is about making culture, art, history, mm -hmm. connect with tennis a little bit more. That's kind of what we, mission number one for us. Yep. And making it feel a little bit more accessible. And for me, seeing how much the sport has changed, seeing how much more inclusive it's gotten, how much more diverse it's gotten, yes. and how much it's really embraced sustainability. You know, I'm just kind of curious from you, who has been for 30 years a stalwart in the sport mm. in various facets. Mm. What do you see that's sort of encouraging about the sport? And maybe what, what's one or two things that you feel like we still have a lot of ways to go? Well, I think for me firsthand is, you know, just being here in, in the desert, in the Coachella Valley. And, you know, I live at, at, at one of the, the nicest clubs, I think, in the, in the area, Mission Hills Country Club. It's been home to one of the, the golf majors. Yeah. Um, they've had a, a number of tennis events. They've held Davis Cup. Um, they used to one of the early um, uh, showings of the tournament here that is now at Indian Wells was actually played at Mission Hills. Right, as right, well. of course. Um, before this was tennis paradise. Yeah, but yeah. Um, so I'm, you know, I, I love the fact that tennis has been. You, you say about in, being inclusive. Um, our next door neighbours are um, a, a gay couple, um, and he runs. Uh, some tournaments for um, for for people in the desert. Um, it's real gay out here. I'll say that, Mark. Yeah, look, as a gay person, I feel like it's always coming home. It's a it's a a, a rainbow rainbow city. <laughs> it's pretty um, gay. But the fact that you know Mission Hills um, and some of the other country clubs here are not frightened of actually holding yeah. events, right? Um, for a variety of people that right. but they're you know open arms and uh, it's something that i've noticed over certainly over the last um 10 years those barriers are starting to come right. down and uh um 
Yeah, I, I think it's fantastic. Even in Australia this year, there was a particular day. Right. Um, that was a, they did a uh, great Friday, one. Friday, I think I have it to was. say, Tennis Australia has been on the forefront in a lot of ways, right. not only in terms of inclusivity, but just seeing their innovations mm-hmm. for the tournament, for the slams, for the connection to the city of Melbourne. I wish the U.S. Open would take notes from them because it's so important well, to look, have. The, the four slams work, work together, and I think they do take a, a leaf yeah. out of each other's book. But, you, you know, the way that these tournaments are now evolved, even here, gone are the times where you would just come buy your ticket and go watch the tennis. Right now, it is an event. It right. is about entertainment, and you know we have tournaments that pride themselves on restaurants, on on the, the eateries <laughs> yeah. that they that they provide. Here's not too shabby. There, not there's a number bad. of not bad. You, no, but it's know, a whole experience. It's, it's really experience. feeling like you're stepping in into Australia, an ecosystem. It's, it's like a concert has yes, been played totally. uh, at, at certain times. So. Um, Tennis, it's not just going out and playing our sport these right. days. Or, you know, if you're, if you're thinking that you're just buying your ticket, boy, there's a whole lot more that comes with buying <laughs> totally. a ticket when you come to these great events. Totally. So kind of feel, you know, um, you know, really part, part of that scene that, yeah. that I'm, you know, commentating uh, at, at some of the majors and I get a buzz out of that. And just seeing the building process of these events that are, putting out so much for the fan to actually have yeah. one of the great experiences of watching some marquee players. But hang on, I can get a good feed uh, you know, in between as I'm waiting for my next favorite player to that come out. That was such an Australian way of phrasing that. <laughs> I can get a good feed. That was spoken like a true Aussie. All right, well, Mark, it has been a delight to have you. Now, the, uh, the collection of the Woodies is complete on this podcast. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for making time. And uh, let's uh, let's get back in there and watch some tennis. I, I'm, I'm looking to it. Come on, Tomo. He's got he's to take on. As a, as a sharer of the Thompson pass. last name, I am rooting for the Tomos of the world. There we go. Being one. All right, a pleasure, Mark. Cheers. Thank, thank you, you so much. This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewellery that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love. And be confident that every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.